0: Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Today we're going to be covering Psalm 19 for DT. Now this psalm divides into two parts. The first six verses talks about the creation and the second part starting with verse seven talks about the law and initially it seems like there are two different themes but really it's one theme of God's revelation and how he reveals himself to us. So. Uh, first of all, how does He reveal Himself to us? In the first part, it's through the heavens. It's through His creation. And then the second part is through His Word. So going back to verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. So how do we know God? It's through His uh, handiwork, His creation. This is reminiscent of Romans 1, 19 through 20, where it reads, For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power and divine nature. Have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. So it's clear that God has made Himself known through His creation. The heavens, the sky, bear witness to a Creator, and it brings us back to Genesis one. In the beginning, God; He's the one that created. And then it says in verse two, "Day to day pours out its speech, and night to night reveals knowledge." In other words, there is a relentlessness, there is a persistence. Um, the heavens testify readily to his consistently good intention for his creation. In other words, there's a daily reminder of this reality that if we pause and linger long enough, we will recognize that God is there. Now, if you gaze up at the stars at night, I love to do that. I walk out out of my house in Irvine and I have a stargazing app and I look and I notice the planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Mars, and the stars. And if you actually go out into the rural areas, you notice the brilliant Milky Way and something about that which makes us Uh, feel so small and if you linger long enough you are led to worship. Yes, it is true. God is there and he is the one that's worthy of worship and that is the experience the psalm is describing here and every person has an opportunity to linger like this. So what prevents people from acknowledging what is plain? I think it's when people get too busy and they experience a harried and hurried heart and you don't linger and you don't pause long enough to consider Wow, like who made all of this? So, uh, if we actually do pause, we will recognize that no man is without excuse because God has revealed himself. And you know, it's so important um, because people fail to recognize God. And when they do, like, why is it so important? Because once you deny the Creator, you deny that you've been designed. That leads to all these other thoughts, like, all of everything. of of reality is just random bouncing of molecules and therefore everything has a cause and effect. And if God does not exist, there is no purpose or value in life. And humans are absolutely free to choose to make of their life or not to make of it, whatever they choose, and therefore this can lead to just simply justifying their desires. So it's crucial that we go back to the foundation. We recognize God is our creator. We have been designed and therefore based on that truth, we live so that anytime our desires or feelings are not in alignment with God this can provide an avenue to repent that we recognize God as the creator again and that no human has any excuse for failing to recognize his authority
1: so what is the second way that we can know God it is through his word verse 7 says the law of the lord is perfect reviving the soul the testimony of the lord is sure making wise the simple um, and God's Word is perfect. It can be trusted to form the firm foundation of human life, providing sure guidance on the way back to Him. It says um, God's wo- God's law revives the soul. Um, is that your experience of when you are in God's Word, that it, it, it's led to a revival of your soul? Rather than leading to despair, God's law is meant to bring us back to Uh, lead us to return back to how we were meant to be in as expressed through his word and what do we call that what's another way we call that it's repentance Um, repentance leads to joy as we remember from uh, acts chapter 3 verse 19 repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. So as we repent and turn to God, um, times of refreshing come. How? Due to the miracle of God's forgiveness. Um, moving on to verse nine. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. How does one fear God? Um, in this context, it's through his word, through his rules through acknowledging his will and boundaries, Um, and as we uh, revere God, we hold God in awe, um, what what happens? We we really recognize that ultimately, who makes the ultimate difference is God, right? It is as we um, remember and are reminded and are aware of the gaze of God, that's what's going to help us remain true right? To know that he's in our room, to know he's at work with us. Whenever we're at school or at home, um, he is there. And uh, we, to hold him in awe. uh, And this is what will deliver us from our desires, our self-seeking ways. Um, So I just want to encourage all of us, let's be more aware of God through his word. Um, Let his, let his word be what governs our thoughts. Um, And as we do so, um, uh, it really, we, we will really find such a difference in our life.
0: Finally, in verse 12 through 14, it says, Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them, have, uh, let them not have dominion over me. So it says, declare me innocent from hidden faults, probably referring to uh, offenses that are kept secret. And then by contrast, there's the presumptuous sins, which are open acts of rebellion, Uh, brazen and deliberate and so the psalmist realizes the potential for such acts of willful rebellion and self-power that eventually takes over so we need to be wary of that as well ultimately the psalmist prays that prayer to be right in his eyes and so going back to that theme of fearing god why should we fear god because he is the ultimate judge it's his ultimate approval that we will need and everyone will have to deal with god and and to live in awareness of his gaze is is wise. So we need to recognize what's going on in our hearts. And so this healthy vigilance toward what is in your heart, reflecting over the motivations in light of his word, this is a wise way to live. So to have God's word there in us, diagnosing what's going on inside, that's a good thing. And this requires, again, the theme of reflection, lingering and meditation. So going back to that Uh, is so important to get at that truth so we can't be satisfied with our behavior, which for the most part is conforming. But when you recognize your sinfulness, there is an awareness of how we need God's help. So may may this be our prayer to come before him humbly, confessing who we are, that we can experience the gospel in a fresh way, that we're forgiven. And that's an amazing reality that we need to tap into again and again. Okay, that's it. See See you you next time. time.